Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Listen, today I... God gave us a sermon. Actually, to be honest with you, I had a whole different sermon series that I was going to do, was going to present. But this week, we had staff meeting and uh, with our staff here. Give it up for our staff here at Axios Church. And we were talking about different things in the church, you know, events and stuff that is coming up and excitement and all the things happening. Um, you're good to go, James. Um, the excitement that was happening in this place and, you know, full of vision. And then God just kind of changed the whole perspective of this month's series. And, um, and what he wants to speak on today. And the concept of, you know, we talk about all the time being intentional. Being intentional. You hear it all the time. Almost every week, being intentional with our relationship with Christ. That concept for us as a church is not just words. We try to live it out on a daily basis. And as we were planning for the future stuff of Axios Church, we had to ask a serious question. We had to ask a serious question for us as a staff. And after that, there was a whole two-hour discussion on this, on this thing because vision was coming out. Vision, excitement was coming out. And the question we asked was this. Why the church? Have you asked yourself that? Like, why do I, why, why, what's, why, let me ask it like this. Why is the church important? And why is the church important for the life of the believer? Because we all grew up, some of us all grew up in church. We know the church of grandma or grandma, grandpa. And the, the, some, some of you, you know, are, are, you, you grew up Baptist. Some of you grew up Pentecostal. Some of you grew up Spanish Pentecostal. That's a whole different thing. All right? No earrings. You got dresses past your toes. Or 16-hour services. No food, too. I remember growing up, we had what they call vigilias. Don't say yes, sir. We ain't doing that here. We used to wake up like at 4 o'clock in the morning, go to church, and pray. Who's one of those kids that grew up underneath the church pew? Sleeping. <laughs> Amen. But the under, if we don't understand the concept of what the church is in the eyes of Jesus, we start thinking of a concept of what the church is with what our, our, how we were raised and how the church is. Let me explain this to you. Because it, there's a concept where Jesus is, is telling us about the church in the gospels, but then in the middle of it, we kind of through humanity in that, and sometimes the church looks not like what was intended before, as Jesus said. And, and you, you, can't, you can't get mad at times. You know, sometimes we put a little bit of flair in there and a little bit of our things, which is good. But if we don't understand what the church is, we're operating not in the fullness of his spirit. Because we're thinking of a concept of something. Our opinion about something. And when your opinion gets in the middle, things get a little crazy. 
Looking in the world right now, everybody has an opinion about this and that and that. And we're looking, when you live on opinions, your life is in chaos. Look at our world right now. This person has an opinion about this. This person has an opinion. But all of us feel the chaos because it feels uneasy. But when you live in truth, when you live in truth, then your life, yes, sometimes it has things happen, but you have this sense of what is it, stability in your life. And the church was meant to be a stable part in the life of the believers. But if we do not understand the church, it's going to be wonky at times. Because here's, the thing, here's the, the thing about life. Sometimes we need to know the why before we do stuff. The why brings the vision behind it. See, sometimes it, it, before, this is what in our culture tells us, just do, just know how, just do, just go. But if we don't know the why be, before the how, we, we, we mess up things. Because then our opinion and our things get in the way of that. How do we know? We tend to jump in the next relationship, the next job opportunity, the business opportunity, et cetera, the how. We want the outcome, but the question needs to be asked, why? Why? Why are we doing this? Why do we come every Sunday? Why do we worship? Why? Why is the church important in our life? And to be honest with you, Sometimes the church in general, and I'll kind of explain this in a minute. The church in general, we, we're so focused on the how. Well, we need, we need uh, how do we get more attendance? How do we get more giving? How do we get this new program? How do we get this next step, these next groups? And all those things are essential to your life. But if we don't have a why, all of that is just fluff and there's no substance. In our world today, in our life today, in all of our lives, we need substance. There's too much fluff. We need something that is real. Have you been in your life before so desperate that you're like, I just, I need something real. I don't, I don't want the, the, the smoke and mirrors anymore. I want a true, genuine revival in my life. I don't want the faith. I want real. And we need to know why before the how. The church of Jesus, let me say this declaration with you. The church of Jesus Christ is the most important, the most influential, the most vital, life-changing institution there is out there right now. We tried it all. But the truth matters. The sad thing is there's a mindset that is slipping into our culture that the church is not essential. And if I'm honest mindset has slipped into the life of the believer that the church is not essential the church is not essential to my life i can do without the church is a bunch of hypocrites and i get it i i, I totally get it i understand the divide society doesn't put importance to the church why because of hurt because of the bad apples in the, in, the, in, the, in the bunch. The ugliness that comes behind it. The, the trust issues. And to be honest, I get it. I get it. Church hurt is real. But the reality is this. God has instituted the church for such a time as this. And, the, and it's a beneficial part of your life. Because the church is not a building. We are the church. 
see, that's where you have to change your perspective. The church is not the building. We're the church. If this building burns down right now, we still have a church. Because the church is not a building. The church is us. If you mention the church in so many different groups, in Christ, uh, different Christians, there's mixed mindsets to the response. Some say that, yes, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. You heard that before? But then there's some people who said, of course I love the church. Us here at Axios, we need to bridge that gap because the church is not the building, it's his people. And if we say we don't love the church, we're saying we don't love people. Let me say that again, because you, you, if you say, hey, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. In essence, you're saying, I don't love people. And what did Jesus come to die for? People. His bride. See, it, in this, this is the truth of the gospel and the mission of Jesus Christ. John 3, 16, anybody can recite this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's, it's all around people. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through, uh, 1 through 13, uh, 1, it says, if you speak, here's, I love this verse. This verse is the most drop the mic verse ever. I mean, it's, it's like, if you speak in tongues of men and in angels, but do not love, you're like a noising glong and a clanging cymbal. Drop. He's, he's basically saying, you can have the fluff. If you're all about the fluff and not about the substance, you're missing it. You, you're, you're missing it. He says, and if you have the prophetic powers and understanding the mysteries and all the knowledge and you do not, and, and all the faith that you can remove mountains, but do not have love, you have nothing. See, the fluff is not the issue. The heart is the issue. We have to change our perspective about the church because the church needs to be essential because the church is not a building. The church is the person next to you. And if we don't love the person next to us, you can have all the prophetic powers. You can have all the speaking in tongues you want. But if you don't love the person next to you, you are not doing what God has told us to do because the church is people. See, God has ordained the church as a fellowship of flawed people to carry out his purpose in the world. Raise your hand if you have it all together. If you raise your hand, I'm going to slap you. If God wanted perfect people to bring out his plan to this world, we would be messed up. But he instituted this thing for people that are screw-ups to take his message to a broken world. If I was God, I wouldn't pick you. If I was God, I wouldn't pick me because I'm flawed. And his purpose is so holy. His, his, his mission is so grand for this world. Sometimes I feel insignificant for the mission that God has for my life. But it does. But here's the thing. You are worthy of the calling because he chose you. The church. 
when we consider biblical teachings of the church, we have to realize it's of vital importance to the growth of, in, in our life for Jesus Christ. So we have to understand this. Let's look at historically what the church was. Before we know to move forward, we have to sometimes look back and see what, what God was doing in the word. And let's, let's look at the Old Testament and what the church was. God instituted Moses to build a tabernacle, a portable tent that represented the presence of God, a dwelling place in the middle of his people. The people didn't have a dwelling place. So God told Moses, hey, make this tent. And in the tabernacle, the later was the temple. There was a place where God ordained for sacrifices and carried out festivals to celebrate. See, the tabernacle and the temple's function as a central place for the instruction, the teachings of God for Israel. So let's go to the New Testament now. Now we know that God in the Old Testament, he established this through Moses. And now let's move into the New Testament. The church was not officially made, but until after the day of Pentecost and, and Jesus, uh, be after Jesus died. However, in the gospel, we see multiple times Christ um, concerning the church. The first one we see is he says it in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, where he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's another drop the mic moment right there. Another way we see the mission, we see the mission of the, the mission statement of the purpose of the existence of the church is the great commission in Matthew chapter 28. See, the New Testament frequently calls the church the body of Christ. We literally, we are literally the presence of God on this earth, the church. And the church's mission is to what? Proclaim the name of Jesus. Some people say, oh, what did Paul say? You know, Paul wrote most of the New Testament. This is what Paul said as he, as he was journeying through the church. At one point, um, Paul calls the church a household of God. At one point, he said is a, the church was a family. The church is also meets in a building, and the church is a picture of a, uh, the flock of sheep. Paul also, the, one of the most important and the favorite metaphor he used is the body of Christ. So why is the church important? Because God has left it here to reveal his son to the world. Why is the church important? He left it here to reveal his son to the world. Here's our job description as believers. As a household of faith of God, the church of the living God, a pillar and a support of truth, we are the current expression of Jesus Christ in the world until he comes. You want a job description? There it is. But it's a heavy one. It's a heavy job description. And, and, and us as the church, sometimes we've come short of this mandate. But the fact is we can't neglect that, the, the, that God himself declared the church a vital part in the life of the believers and the unbelievers. Nothing is greater importance. But why? Why does God want us to meet in a place like this? Why does God, why is it important for us to gather together? Why can't we just do this at home? Why can't we just watch this online? Listen, all those things are great, but those are not the things that God instituted. Those are just tools. 
say that again. Because COVID messed us up. The Bible says for us to don't, don't neglect the gathering of the saints. Yes, online church is great, and we're going to do it soon, okay? But that's not what God instituted. God instituted for us to be together. Why? Why is it important? Why is the church important? Community. Community. See, from the beginning, God was dealing with people, and the Bible stresses, it stresses community. In fact, the biblical description of godly living is most always in context of growing together in community as God's people. We, we see it all the time. From the beginning of time, Adam and Eve, Adam, you can't be alone. I'm going to make you help me. He always wanted us to be together. He always wanted us to be in community. It's the context of what God has for our life. It's like this. I got an illustration for you. So this is what the church does in our life, us as the church. We have the cross. Let's put that up there. The cross. There we go. The crooked cross. Huh? So God has instituted us as a church. First is his divine plan for the world. It's to save that was lost. He came on this world to die for our sins. So that's his side of the, of the equation. God is in, in his divinity. He has given us his plan for the world. And then he adds people into that. Let's put the people up there, okay? Then he adds us, okay? That's me. Then he adds us. So God has a divine plan for the world. Now he has a divine plan for you individually. I mean, he, he has given you a purpose in your life. So what does the church do? So now we add the church in the middle of that, okay? The church is here to help God's divine plan for the world and our plan as humans to come together in a place that we can do it together and have more impact. Let me, let me say it like this. Put them all together. The other one. There we go. So the church, God instituted for God's divine plan and our plan in God's eyes, and he uses the church to bridge it all together. So when, you, when, when, we, when we say we hate the church, it's part of the plan. It's the bridge. For, to get from God's divinity, for our humanity to all come together. Listen, we can't do it alone. It, we, we can't just be people to come to church. We need God. And, and in God and a building, he needs people to work out his plan on the world. See, it's such a picture of what God said the church is supposed to be. And the church is in the middle of it, not the building, but us being the bridge to help people. That's why he said our testimony is so important. That's why he says our testimony, we are overcomers by our testimony because it's such a powerful thing. So we gather as people to worship. We seek community. We grow together because we have a better income. Hey, you can do it alone. And God used multiple single people before, but what can we do together? We have a better impact to the hurt and dying world as the church to do it together. He bridges the gap in between. 
I need you, you need me. Look at this. From the beginning of time, God knew we were going to cross paths. Think of it that intentional, because he is that intentional. If you are in my path, we need to work together to impact this world for Jesus. It's that simple. Sometimes we complicate it, Eric. We just complicate it. We throw, we throw our opinion. Sometimes the gossip is too heavy. There's no gossip in church. But sometimes we get in the way of the great plan that God had. Us as the church, we need to be solid in working together because we are the church. You can take that off. Here's the fun fact that I love what the Bible says about the church. The Bible says this. The Bible delivers in the New Testament that the, the church was a, a, a young and the old mixing and the old women and the men mixing. And there was no, there was no social divides. They were all together. Here's the thing I love about the church. The church doesn't have to be a black church. The church don't have to be just a Puerto Rican church. The church don't have to be just a white church. In heaven, there's going to be black, white, green, yellow, all of it. So as the church, we can't live even divided in that way. In this world, we have to come together. That's why I love our church. Look around. We have black, yellow, green. You know why? We're a picture of heaven on earth. And we have to be intentional in doing that. You know why? Because it pleases God. It pleases God. We are the church. We are the church. We need community in one another. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 and 22 says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are uh, fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us not consider to stir up one another, to stir up one another in love and in good works, not neglecting meeting together as in habits of some, but encouraging one another and all more as the day draws You see the end of that right there. And we need to do it more as the day draws near. Let me just tell you something that the, the church of TED Talks don't talk about. God's coming soon. Like, we lost that somewhere in, like, the whole church lingo. There's a heaven. There's a hell. And God's coming for his bride. Like, we have to still know that we're heaven bound. So it says this, as the days draw near, that means the, the rapture of Jesus Christ. As the days draw near, we need to gather more. That's what it said, right? That's what it says. So when we neglect gathering, we're not in God's plan. And if you look on the news and you look on your social media, we aren't, we're not in um, like rainbows and butterflies around there, right? We ain't loving each other that much because the day is drawing near. 
So as the church of Jesus Christ, we need to get together. We need to unify because we need to be the love of Jesus Christ on this world that people are going to hurt. It's only going to get worse. So we need to be a strong church. We need to be ready. We just don't need a building. We need to be the church. We need to go in our workplaces and be the church. We need to go to our schools and be the church. We cannot live a divided life anymore because the world is looking for a, a, a church that is united, a church that is on fire, a church that is willing to say the things that people don't want to say. We need to stand up and be the church. It's important. And as I close, there's three questions I want to ask. Now that we know we're the church, so guess what? It's personal. You can't not blame it on me now. Because usually it's like, oh, the pastor. No. God said you're the church. We're the church. We need to be the church everywhere we go. The building is good. Yes, we need the building to gather, but we're the church. So here's some questions I want to ask you personally as you be, are the church. Number one, what do we say about the church? What do we say about the church? How do we talk about what God instituted? I'm just coming deep. I'm going to hold you. Because I know it's ugly at times, but it's holy. I know that people, people mess up, and it puts a bad mark on what the body of Christ needs to be. But in essence, the church is holy because God instituted it. So how do you speak about it? And I'm not only talking about the building and the church. I mean, you can talk about Axios Church all you want. We're still going to go move forward. <laughs> but as if we're the church, how are you talking about the person next to you? How are you talking about, how you're talking about your coworker? How are you talking about your boss? Because the reality is this. If we're the church, we better be the church. Because there's been so many years that the church hasn't been the church and they call us a bunch of hypocrites. And guess what? We should have been called hypocrites. But let's change, let's bridge that gap. Let's be who we say we are. Let's talk how we say we're gonna talk because people are looking for real and the real is you because God is living in you. He, the Holy Spirit's living in you so we need to walk a little different. We need to talk a little different. Hey, that little conversation, we might need to walk away from that because if we're the church, people are looking Jesus. How are you talking about it? We need to change our perspective. The church is his people. Number two, how do we build the church? It says in the word of God, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. How do we, how are we building his kingdom? See, one of the hardest things as a pastor, and I'm just gonna be vulnerable, and I know this is not a shout out. Everybody's not going to fall out in the spirit today, okay? But we need this. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about the, the hard conversations. I, I, one of the hardest things to do as a pastor is, is talk about finances, resources, giving. You can mask it all you want. We're talking about money, okay? Us as pastors, we try to... It's, it's, give, it's, it's generosity, it's resources. We don't want to say money because then be like, ow. Because the reality is this. We have to change our perspective, church. 
that we don't give to a building. We don't give to a pastor. We give to help people. Our resources, see, it's not only about giving. How we build the church is in our time. Are you serving? Are you are, are, with our finances, with our love, with our embrace, with our showing up? Do you understand that your presence matters? If we believe God has divine appointments in this place, you showing up, you being there might is part of a plan that somebody else probably needs. Yes, the bed is very comfortable. Trust me. No, sometimes I don't want to get dressed and come up here. But here's the thing. Your presence matters. We build the church together. We build it together. And last, are you being a good church? How are you representing the kingdom of God? Because the lights are not going to get us to heaven. The nice music's not going to get us to heaven, which JP's doing a good job. Give it up for JP. Those things aren't going to get us to heaven. How are you representing the kingdom of God on an everyday basis? Are you desperate when people are hurting to be the, the need that they need? <clears throat> or do you question? No, no, no. We have to just show love. Be the church. Act like the church. And be who God's called us to be. It's more than a building. It's his people. It's more than a gathering. It's a calling that we all have. See, the Great Commission didn't say, hey, pastors, go out and baptize, make disciples. No, it said, all of us. That's our calling. So it's more than a gathering. It's a calling. God has given us the privilege to be part of his church. How are we stewarding that gift? We are the church steps of being the church number one find a source we need to get saved we, we if you're not saved listen god wants to save you he wants to wash away your sins number two get connected we need community groups events outreach we need it to be together and number three don't look back consistency matters god is looking for a church that's going to rise up are you the church are, are you being the church because if you're being the church, and you're being the church, and you're being the church, and we're all being the church, when we come together, we are the church. I, I mean, th that's the reality. But when when one person is 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 down, or one person is a little off, uh, as the church, we need to lift each other up. Let's be who God's called us to be. And the only way you know how to be the church is getting into His Word. Being intentional in what God's telling you to do. Take the responsibility on me. I will be his church on this world. I will be his church on this world. I will build his church on this world. Listen, and the gates of hell shall not get the devil can come. He can try. He thought he had us with COVID. Shut him down. Not essential. Not needed. 
it has put the church to bed a little bit. It put us a little slump. I'm calling the church to rise up, to wake up. We need to be strong. God is calling us for more. God is calling us more together individually. But when we're together, man, God is telling us to reach community. God is telling us to be an impact. God is telling us to be an impact from here to around the world. And you have to get on board, not because we're not this weird thing. No, it's because God has instituted for your life to be the light in the dark places. Be the church. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. I am the church. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.